on a Thursday morning when Mr Vines is in the house. How are you, sir? Well, you know, middling. <laughs> I'd say middling. <laughs> it's the middle time of the week. It's the middle time of the summer. It's the it middle is. time of... Oh. It is. And it, it, it's a time of the year when newspapers get a bit, um, how can I put it, interesting. So this week... Because all the staff's gone away. all the staff's gone away. And I think sometimes <laughs> things don't quite turn out as they, they, they were perhaps supposed to. But however, it does add to the sum of human gaiety. And mm. the favourite headline for me this week, I mean, possibly of the month, even though the month's only just started, will include, should we include July just to be... <laughs> I think we can. Re- I think we actually can. disappeared in July, so we'll, we'll include July. <laughs> so there, there's a headline in the South China Morning Post. It says, Robots Help Guide Chinese Foreign policy and underneath it is a picture of Xi Jinping <laughs> and I'm thinking oops I oh gosh ooh, I, no, I don't think that's the party line is it how did that slip through the net <laughs> how did that slip through anyway I, I enjoyed that mind you I've been enjoying um well enjoying is that the right word this ludicrous ludicrous controversy that, that, that that's not raging Mm. over whether policemen are perfect or not. Oh, yeah, this was this this came out a few days ago, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, so you've got Michael Wong, who who's one of the, you know, top bureaucrats, saying, mm. you know, some policemen aren't good and some crooks aren't too bad. In other words, you know, they're like everyone else. And the junior police officer says... <laughs> oh, that's the sound of being apocalyptic. <laughs> apocalyptic, or one of those words. Anyway, they was right not pleased about it. They weren't, were they? They were right not pleased about it, but the problem... The problem was that this came in the week when one police officer was convicted for, you know, looking up a lady's skirt, which apparently oh, you know, yes. is, is, is not good. Hmm. And another auxiliary hmm. policeman was, was, was convicted for rape and robbery. So, I don't know, are they included in all policemen are absolutely perfect? I'm no, that's, not sure. That's a separate thing. That's a separate thing, I, mm. I see. I mean, the fact of the matter is, what he was saying, and to think that I've come all this way to defend a government official is truly terrifying but what he was saying actually makes a lot of sense you say well you know whatever organization you come across you've got good people and bad people on it some of them aren't particularly perfect some of them a bit you know iffy and even where you've got criminals they're not all totally bad you know some of them you know nice to their mums and all that sort of stuff Hmm. i mean that Hmm. seems to me staggeringly uncontroversial but the junior police officers association who are a very sensitive little bunch of people oh diddums you know someone's criticized us the world's about to collapse law and order in hong kong is threatened he must apologize he must clarify i'm thinking oh god go and take a calm pill Mm, you know mm. i mean what is wrong with these people and why doesn't anybody in the administration have the cojones to stand up to them go look lads Take it easy. Take it easy. Mm. Take a deep breath. Pull back. Pull back. The fact of the matter is, and I've known a lot of cops in Hong Kong, they they are, by and large, perfectly good people. I don't have a problem with them. Mm. But, you know, there are some rotten apples apples in the barrel, Mm. as there are in any organisation, except for RTHK, of Of course. Of course not. Where everybody is perfect. Mm. Is that right? Is that what I was supposed to say? You asked. Oh, it you. says thank here. You. Yeah, it says here. Give me yes. that card I've, back. I've got it written You've down. you got it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Except for, <laughs> should I give you a list of those who aren't? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. That sorry. will get us in trouble, No, no one's listening, are they? <laughs> no, it's summer. The management's all the way. <laughs> They're all the way. Right, they, let's they, go. They really are. Let's go. <laughs> well, we can do anything. We can do anything. <laughs> so there's all that going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, I mean, is it, are these things that are popping up because there's um, not much else of real? No, I think the problem is that the the, the 
um, the police institutionally have got used to the idea that that they they are above criticism, which is a very bad idea. I mean, the whole point of a good police force is that they take criticism on the nose when it's deserved, hmm. and they strive not to give reason for that criticism to occur in the first place. But when this isn't actually even crit, I mean, this is what's so extraordinary about this. This is not criticism of the force at all. It's merely an observation that in any organisation you've got some people who are less good than others. I mean, God Almighty. Um, but, you know, the junior police officers are a very military... I mean, these, of course... When we say the Junior Police um, Officers Association, does that mean, uh, and forgive my ignorance, does that mean that there is a Senior Police Officers Association as well? There used to be an Expatriate the... Police Officers Association. Okay. okay, So I think you need to be above a certain rank before mm-hmm. you, you graduate from one to the other. The point about the Junior Police Officers Association obviously is it's much bigger than the other one because Mm. by definition there are more rank and file policemen than there are senior officers that again that's not criticism it's not criticism that's just how it is Mm. Mm. so they're they're the biggest organization within the police force what do we think about the i mean the other story surrounding the police which has happened in the last couple of um couple of weeks of course is this uh, the story about the national the hong kong national party and and the police investigation into that well i find that very worrying because it, it is increasingly dragging the police into politics mm. which is a place they really don't want to be i mean if the government has a problem a political problem with a party that advocates Hong Kong independence, they deal with that in a political way. You don't deal with that through the police force. And it is worrying how the chief of police is so willing, in fact enthusiastic, to get involved in this politicised level of policing. And Mm. I I must say, a lot of people are worried about that in the force, let alone outside of the force. That's where all people are perfect. It's, you know, it's more than a sort of peripheral trend because of course the police are now getting more actively involved in the determining who's allowed to demonstrate who isn't allowed to demonstrate where they're allowed to demonstrate these used to be neutral public order considerations prevailed now you find that on on july the first they always will give permission to a patriotic organization to hold a rally and will cause problems for people who are opposed to the government to hold a rally that's not their job. I'm sorry, mm. that really isn't their job. Why it's their job, incidentally, to issue numbers of people who participate in political demonstrations is completely beyond me. Well, that's, me. Always, that's always eluded me, that has, and surely that should come from some kind of independent um, body of some kind. Yeah. I mean, it's you true know, It's true that, you know, everybody's going to have a different view on how many people yeah, and, are those and, things, and, but... And, uh, and the numbers will be contested, mm. except for, don't get the police involved, mm. Mm. because what it's has it another police, level yeah. of politicisation. They're involvement i would have thought in demonstrations is purely from a point of view of public order nothing Mm. else Mm. so you know the administration is increasingly putting them into the front line of politics they're getting politicized and then they're going people are criticizing us for being politicized well uh, you know when you fry an egg it it changes shape i'm sorry do we think that they are that the police could be um accused of uh trying to be positive to the associate to 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 the government and uh you know that side of things and as a result are sort of positively not yeah. Well, it, it's to, I mean, it's all of a piece. Mm. It is the politicisation of everything. So, you know, you it's not just the police force. You've got a greater politicisation. In fact, very worrying trend in universities 
of of you know appointments being determined by political correctness so you know there is a general trend going on and um where does it come from all i can say is look at a northerly wind if you want to find out where all that comes from it's not a mystery as ever steve vines is here on a thursday morning Uh, back with steve in just one second Beatles, that be of your era, sir, I'm sure. Oh, it would, yes. Lovely yes, do. Yes, yeah. uh, Proper music at last, thank you. We were discussing who who, who played the harmonica, and apparently, apparently it was actually Lennon that played Good the God. harmonica. Well, there, there you go. go. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? You learned something listening to the morning <laughs> brew, I tell you. <laughs> oh, we're a bit of this and a bit of that. We're a potpourri, my dear. <laughs> OK, what else have we got? Well, what else have we got? We've got, we've got Stepford, in case you haven't heard of him, and I'm sure you haven't, Stepford Peter Lamb. Now, Peter Lamb... Peter who? Yeah, exactly. Step forward. (laughs) (laughs) He apparently is the head of the Hong Kong Tourism Board. Yes, I know, it's the sort of thing that you think of on a daily basis, but there's a couple of people in Hong Kong who don't, so they might not have heard of him. But, you know, he's he's now stepped forward. He's very keen to win the Shushan of the Year Award. Because it's, There's a few people like I that. I was going to say, it's very hotly contested, particularly (laughs) among bureaucrats. So, you know, Peter... Don't rest. You're, you're, you're in contention. You may even be in pole position, but you're not quite there. Why is he not quite there? So he says, oh, yes, tourism in Hong Kong. Here's hmm. a thing. Hmm. Here's a thing. Why don't we promote it as Greater Bay Area tourism? Oh, oh goodness. Because, you know, you know who the boss likes Greater Bay. In fact, he hmm. gets up in the morning and goes, Greater Bay, Greater Bay, Greater Bay Area. And then, you know, uh, all the little acolytes here, they go, oh, great obey, great obey. So you, you can just imagine, first of all, what's the problem with that? Most of the visitors to Hong Kong come from the mainland. There are statistics that back up that assertion. And why do they come to, the, uh, to, to Hong Kong? Because it's different from the mainland. This is not difficult to work out. It's mm. different and it's distinctive. So your tourism promotion is going to be come to Hong Kong, we're going to make it as same-samey as, as everywhere across else. the border. Yeah. I've never, I mean, you know, Hong Kong tourism uh, promotions have been underwhelming in the past, but this reaches a new level where, where the nose meets the brown stuff. It really does. So this is the Hong Kong Tourism Board and we're not actually going to promote Hong Kong anymore? We're not going to. We're going to say Come to sophisticated and glamorous Shenzhen, right next to Hong Kong. People are going, oh, yes, right, yes, yes. I'll change my travel plans. Hawaii, <laughs> eat your heart out. I want to be somewhere that's close to Shenzhen. Or, you know, get on that bridge that takes you oh. to Zhuhai. Well, I've been looking for an excuse, as have you. Yes, yeah, well, of course, you can't get on the bridge because uh, you have to be a, a very connected person to be able to drive in it. But you could possibly park your car somewhere and get on a coach to cross the bridge. Cool. But, you know... Hey, mm. the excitement excitement mounts. Or maybe he could say, here you are, Hong Kong is your home away from home. Come to the new rail terminus in Kowloon, where the same laws you love on the mainland are going to be enforced in Hong Kong. And you can imagine people in Huangzhou going, hey, Mrs Wang, pack your bag. We've got to get down there. We love to be in a place which is as close to where we are. <laughs> so... I don't know how this will pan out, but I know why he's saying, I know what you're doing, Peter. I like your work. You are in contention for the Brown Noser of the Year Award. Hmm. I think, um, you know, as you've pointed out, there's a lot of competition. It's not a walkover. You've got to keep up the efforts. Maybe say Greater Bay a few more times. Possibly 20 times a day would, would, would do it. I think so. Yes, Greater Bay. 
<clears throat> in fact, can, can I just say Greater Bay? You could. Thank you. And I could say Greater Bay as well. And yes. we could actually eliminate uh, and change the title of the institution from the Hong Kong Tourist Board to the Greater Bay uh, Tourist I t- Board. I tell you, Couldn't I we? like your thinking. Yeah. You are so ahead of right. the curve. Peter, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he is. Hopefully. <laughs> what are, what, what, in this integrated promotion, I'm just going to wonder how they're going to deal with Macau because oh, uh, that's part of the great debate. Yeah. So you'd have to say for Macau, and then you could also, you know, after going to the glamour and sophistication of Shenzhen and Hong Kong, which is right next door, you could also visit Macau, which has um, uh, other types of attractions. Leave it sort mm. of hanging Open. there. Uh, hanging. Let yeah. people fill in the gaps. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot kind dot, of. Dot, dot, dot. The dot. rustle of the chips, the rustle of the lingerie of... Uh, I don't know any of that. Yes. You yeah. can think about that. Yeah, I mean, we and we could nuance the, the title of the uh, organisation even further, couldn't we? It could be the Greater Bay and Macau, and why not take a side trip to Hong Kong Tourist Board? Hey. What about that? Except I don't like the word, mention of the word Hong Kong in there. No. I think that's a bit no. iffy. That, mm. that suggests that Hong Kong is somehow striving to make itself known, yeah. you know, above other places. No, no, I'm afraid I've got to cut out that. And but, other places. You could just say other, other places. places. Don't, don't mention Hong Kong Or we by could name. replace it with Zuhai. <laughs> hey, hey, people are flocking there, I tell you. You can hardly get in. And once that bridge is built, the queues, <laughs> they were going to be snaking around when is, the... When is it opening that? Well, apparently Soon, end right? of this year, yes. OK. There is a rumour. I think November's got a got a, a, an R in the month. And has the concrete crumbled yet? Um, we don't talk about that. That's that's not... We don't talk about that. That's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's good. There's been no hitches. There's been no delay. No overspends. And um, because the traffic projections seem to suggest, you know, one car an hour, that they're, they're completely wrong. It will be two. At least. At least, mm-hmm. if not three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they've got to have the permit and they've got to have the connections to get the permit. They've got to pay a vast sum of money. But anyway, yeah. And two number good. plates, right? Just the two, no yeah, more than that. Only two, only yeah. two. Yes, that's all right. I think I think the average Rolls Royce can ac- accommodate two number plates. <laughs> we <laughs> shall, <clears throat> yes. We shall see how it uh, progresses. Okay, we'll be back with Steve uh, in just a moment. Very hot with Steve stuff. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thank yeah. you. Yes, I am jiving as we speak. <laughs> so, shall we talk about um, proxies? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. This is, this is an interesting one that's popped up, hasn't it? So, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe we should all have been a bit more aware of it, but Hong Kong has 18 uh, district councils. Twelve of them operate a system where the councillors don't even have to turn up for meetings. And they're only once a month, you know. Um, and they can they can give their proxy to another tame person who turns up. And unsurprisingly, in my view, some of the Democratic councillors saying, Oi! If you're elected as a councillor, the very least you can do is actually turn up to the meeting, not simply deliver a proxy to to Mr Wong or Mr Chan down the road. That enables them to basically just choose what they're... And and guess what? Who are the the biggest users of the proxies? Let's put it this way. They support the government. Hmm. And, of course, remember that in the district councils, which in the last years of colonial oppression, a.k.a. uh, the colonial period, the... the, um, all of the district councils were elected, but as soon as, you know, we were, we were gloriously liberated from colonial oppression, they brought back the system of, of government-appointed 
um, councillors, in other words, people who, you know, just happen to be, have oh, the right... let's give them a go. ..the right mm. colour of brown nose to be uh, appointed. And guess who has the worst record mm. of using proxies? Oh, yes, that's right. The people appointed by the bureaucrats to sit on the district councils. So... I mean, this isn't new. The only new aspect of this is there's actually some sort of campaign going on to shame these district councils into saying, you know, if you're going to sit on district council, the least you can do is actually turn up to its meetings. It's also also curious, isn't it, that only 12 of the 18 have that ability to do that, but the others don't? Well, that's because the Democrats in in six of the councils actually managed to overturn the system. Okay, that's how it works. I mean, mm. most most district mm. councils, as the figures, twelve to eighteen, will show you are not controlled uh, by by Democrats. And what and where there's a marginal um, split between pro government and anti government councils, of course, it's always the appointed members appointed by the administration who make up the difference. And strangely enough, they always vote with the uh, pro-government side. Uh, That's one of those staggering coincidences of our time, which I'll leave experts to interpret. So where has this story come from? Is it because the the Democrats are waving... They've started a Mm. campaign to, to try and get rid of proxy voting. I mean, as ever, with these campaigns, it's like the campaign to get uh, LegCo to do its job and scrutinise legislation rather than just nod it through. Uh, as When the pro-government camp has control, they will never cede it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm. it, it, it's a fact. You don't need to look it up in the textbooks. It's a fact. It's there. So I think, um, you know, it's like... Um, <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is that these councillors are not going to vote for themselves to do more work or having to turn up to meetings. They're quite like, you know, lots of people like sort of preening themselves around town, going, oh, I'm a district councillor. And, think, oh, and that's right. the only reason that they, they, yeah, they want it, yeah. Yes, I'm a district councillor. I'm very important. And, and they get things like special parking commission. It's not, you know, it's not without... Uh, do do district councillors get paid? I presume they do, they do. get paid. They do right. get paid, yeah. yes. Mm. And even the ones who just issue proxy to their mates. So, I mean, it's a bit of a scam, frankly. Mm. And there's no reason whatsoever for this. And I can't think of any functioning representative body that allows that. I mean, I can just about understand the reason for proxy voting, because in elections, you know, it is quite possible that on the day of the poll, you may not be able in person to go along to the poll, or you have it for infirm people in in some jurisdictions who can give a proxy. I used to vote for my my mother when she was still alive, because she couldn't get to the polls. But, you know... But that, but she wanted to take part in the process. She was just physically infirm, you know. So, sure. Yeah. I guess there's got to be restrictions around it, though, haven't they? You know, I mean, to to, yes, to enable that kind of thing, yeah. but not. But that's to... not the same. I mean, mm. you know, you can't extrapolate this. I mean, if if these people are so infirm and incapable of doing the job, they shouldn't be doing it. Frankly, on district councils, I'm talking about not voting. You know, if 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 it's too much of a bother to go to meetings, draw a logical conclusion, mm. and bike and take it mm. <laughs> okay well uh, well there's that oh and then there's marmalade wars are, yes. you, are you up with this well i am this is all part of the big trump trade war thing it isn't is. it so um there's about seven thousand goods been been uh, targeted by the united states for additional tariffs many of them on grounds of national security which i assume is where marmalade comes in because you know the flood of, of of Chinese marmalade into the United States, Shocking. I think, is undermining peace and security in the Western Hemisphere. 
Uh, mind you, it only involves something last year. Oh, I can tell you the figure. It was $12,330 worth of Chinese marmalade. $12,000 of marmalade. <laughs> I mean, how, how, we could, how, many, how, many, how many jars is that? That's not I very think, many, right? Oh, I don't know. They're very cheap. <laughs> have you ever had Chinese marmalade? I have. It's vile. I try and avoid it. It is vile. Well, it's almost as vile as... I mean, I'm, I'm pretty fussy about my marmalade. Well, as any sensible person would be. I mean, there are standards to be kept. If you've ever had... I, I'm quite a big marmal, marmaladeista. Is that a word? Probably not. I think we're talking the same <laughs> language here, Steve. <laughs> More or less. But I've, I've actually had the displeasure also... Of of trying out in when I've been in America something they call marmalade oh, there same problem boy we're mm. talking very 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 sweet mm. we're mm. talking gelatine up to the mm. eyeballs we're not talking anything you would ever want to eat mm. so I understand why Americans might be looking for imports why they never look to China for imports is completely beyond me but apparently enough were enough Americans well not that many if it's twelve thousand bucks in a year that was the, an annual figure. Yeah, of and all of the enough, all of the exports of marmalade from from all of China to all of America. Yes, I know. Wow. So I'm glad those people in the, in the trade department in Washington are on the job. I mean, they they. What are they trying to do? Are they just trying to extend the list? Is that what yeah, it is? I yeah, I think it is. Mm. I mean, apparently, mm. something like forty percent of the items on the list. Uh, you know, are so trivial that it doesn't matter. But, you know, mm. it gives Donald Trump the opportunity to go, this is a very bigly, bigly list. This is the bigliest, bigliest list we've ever had. I mean, it's big, 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 big. You know, he likes big. Mm. If you notice that. <laughs> we, we don't know all details of what he likes in big, but he, he likes to use that word. Mm. So anyway, mm. it's part of the bigly list of, of, of things that are going to win. You know, trade wars, we can win them. They're easy to win. Funny enough, it doesn't seem to have happened yet, but they're easy to win. So the marmalade factory in China will be closing down. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, you know, it's a telling blow. I wonder whether he is also extending the marmalade ban to Europe. Ah. Because, yeah. you know, that could be more significant, could I, I would it? be worried. I mean, I think $12,000 is, is a quite low figure. Mm. Um, that's because I'm an expert. I know that. But I, I, I'm just wondering, in Europe... Incidentally, marmalade probably originated in in Portugal, according to experts. It was it comes from the Portuguese name marmalada. Okay. So I think people in Europe. Possibly I thought it came with Paddington Bear from Peru. Yes, that's another explanation <laughs> which we will discuss. <laughs> that's entirely possible. Yes, that's very plausible. Well, apparently the the, the spread it came as a sort of jellyfied, well, not a jellyfied, a sort of intense quince block. Mm. And oh. people had it for for dessert. So you sort of cut it, would you? You cut it, yes. Okay, and, and some 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 people used it for medicinal purposes, which mm. incidentally is quite true about marmalade. If you have marmalade for your breakfast, you will be a better person. Let me tell you that for a fact. I know that because I have marmalade for my breakfast every day. But anyway, where, where were we? Oh yes, the point being that in Europe, I think people know a bit more about marmalade. Um, even the Scots, who apparently developed it as a spreadable. Oh, they were the ones. Yes, they they made it into a spreadable um, preservative. So, you know, there is quite a bit of a residue of knowledge of marmalade in Europe. So if there are marmalade imports in Europe from China, I think I'd be surprised. I think I would as well, But yeah. we need to see the figures. We're talking from total ignorance here. And, 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 and of course, we're also talking for ignorance on the question of national security and marmalade, ah. which I think is an area that does, does actually need expanding. It I, warrants a you know, proper white paper about that, I think. Oh, a study. Mm. 
st- hey you could lead it a consultation exercise i think so that's what we need a consultation <laughs> exercise <laughs> into is there a committee there should a be committee, a committee i think so be, right marmalade yeah. committee yes mm. yes mm. we could put paddington bear on it i think we could <laughs> 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 He'd probably do a better job than he's, some of those. He's, he's a wonderful fellow, that Paddington Bear. <laughs> Talk, talking of Paddington Bear, I mean, this is this is what we call a a, 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 a what's it? Mm. You know, one of those one of those things. things yeah. yeah. Um, I was again. You shouldn't be amused by these things, but I was amused by another outburst of um, finger wagging from from the foreign minister of china wang yi finger wagging finger wagging at the new hapless um british foreign secretary warning him to stay out of hong kong affairs mm. now someone needs to tell mr wang that china signed the joint declaration the key in, in here is the word <laughs> joint. joint and the joint declaration <laughs> is a treaty and the, it's registered at the united nations it means it's an international treaty and under the joint declaration, Britain does have a, a, a residual interest in Hong Kong, very rarely exercised, I hasten to yeah. add. But, you know, the idea that, that somehow, <coughs> because the treaty was signed 20-odd years ago, well, more than that, 30-odd years ago, um, it should now be ignored, is, is, is quite amazing. Mm. Of course, our, our new, and I can't even remember his name, um, famous um foreign secretary who's taken over from the odious oh boris johnson jeremy jeremy hunt, hunt. that's right no. who, 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 <laughs> careful how you say his name um he's of course the one who's married to a chinese he's some, lady he's had some problems with that name I tell you. <laughs> yeah i know but he's apparently he's married his wife happens to be chinese <laughs> but but he described her in, in china as being japanese how I mean, did that happen i mean he's married to it doesn't he know the difference <laughs> <laughs> All these Orientals look the same, you know. Even the ones I'm married to. Even the ones I'm married to. Anyway, he's not got off to a thrilling start with this. Anyway, his his courageous response to Mr. Wang was that sound of silence. <laughs> because, of course, you know, yeah. Britain now is so yeah. desperately shopping around the world for somebody. He's like, could, mm. could you do a trade deal with us if we leave the EU? And everyone's going... Oh, I don't know, maybe. So he's not come back on that comment at all? He's, he's not, not counted it at not, all? Not, not a diddly squat of a word. I mean, uh, uh, Theresa May has sent him around the world saying, you know, tr- pretend you're doing trade deals with very big countries. China, very mm. big. It's actually mm. the biggest country in the world. Mm. And and the Chinese, you know, they, they string him out and they play him along. He wags his finger, don't you, don't you dare do this, don't you dare do that, and we might buy something from you next. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so they can get away with it, is what you're saying. Really, isn't <laughs> well, it? they are getting away with it. And Britain is. is I mean, you can understand it. You can understand in a way if 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 the US was uh, uh, was quote meddling. unquote meddling, interfering. Um, but in this case, I mean, it's, it's well, there is there is as you say in your actual Latin, there is locus here mm. because mm. you know if you have an international treaty, and in the international treaty it it describes how you have a continuing interest in Hong Kong, that's what you have. Um, you know, and China can. Can, can reinterpret the treaty as it reinterprets the basic law, but the wording of the treaty doesn't actually change. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so does that mean we think that Britain has just lost its teeth completely over everything like this now? I mean, it's very sad what's happening. Uh, hmm. You know, I live miles away from Britain now, so it's, it's, you may say it's not my business, but I do have residual feelings. I mean, you know, this hawking around the world, you know, then Theresa May goes off to India and has talks with... 
and he ran to Modi, ghastly man, and 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 he says, well, you know, um, you know, if you're very nice to us, we might just buy marmalade from you, <laughs> or whatever. It's the big new export it's, market it's the there. Big new export. I think I've got marmalade on the brain today. <laughs> uh, 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 and she comes back. She says, oh, you know, India is a very big market. I think we could definitely do something there. And meanwhile, I mean, what's so ridiculous about this mm. is, you know, they, they, all these people who are desperate for Britain to leave the European Union are going, you know, once we've lost, left, left the European Union, we, have, well, we can trade with the world. It's a very big place, the world. Oh, yes, we don't need to be confined to Europe. Meanwhile, the biggest trade agreement that's been signed, which would have been of infinite benefit to Britain is the new trade pact between the European Union and Japan, which is a very significant agreement. Guess who won't benefit yeah. from that? Yeah. And you know, and and she can send this man, Mr. Hunt, off to off to Tokyo, and, and I'm sure he'll get the same response he got in China. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. But we don't eat a lot of marmalade in Japan. He might get his wife bundled up there as well. <laughs> Yes, my 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 Vietnamese wife has got a lot of connections with your country. <laughs> I just I do wonder how that happened. I mean, how could you? I, it's surreal. I know isn't nothing it? about the nature of their relationship, but how could you not know? Yeah, the the origin of your spouse. I find that it's. Um, I'd say the word is puzzling. Mm. Mind you, he did run the National Health Service. I don't. I just bring that in for a long time. Maybe that explains something. Not sure. Well, he stirred up a lot of, uh, <laughs> of, of uh, trouble uh, in some ways, wasn't he? I think he was culture secretary in the UK as well, wasn't he? At some point. Yes. And... Yes. He's a very ambitious. Uh, he's a youngish fellow. He's very ambitious, and I'm sure he'll do well. Not. <laughs> 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 I mean, who knows? Who knows? So that's the week that is. That is. Mm. Uh, shall we end on a positive we note? Should. Yes. We should. Shall we should. We now have the 27th month in which property prices have risen. So the government's dedicated task of looking after the interests of property developers, I think that's working well. They're doing well, five stars. Very good. Mm. I mean, if I was a property developer, mm. I'd go, go, Carrie, you're a star. <laughs> Keep it, keep, keep it up. Keep it up. 27 months, it's only a start. <laughs> and uh, oh, we, we'll, we'll talk about our concern for housing, but uh, we're not being serious. Shh, shh, that's yeah. not really. We just talk about it. I mean, isn't that staggering? It is. It all is. these initiatives, all, exactly. all these yeah. so-called, you know, we're going to have... Duty. Stamp duty. Stamp mm. duty. I'm going to, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to have things on vacant houses and we're going to force developers to do this and that. And they're going, yeah, yeah. Bring it on! Mm, oh, I mm, see the price mm, has gone up. Mm, That's good, mm. <laughs> and it, and it's not even it's not even you know plateauing, is it? It well, seems to be. Who knows? I mean, you know, there, there there are external forces that might might bring an end to it. But I tell you what, ain't bringing an end to it. Government policy. Mm, mm, I mean, mm. you have this consistent. And I what I love about the government is you've got a for effort here. So so. They, they sort of try and put a brave face on this. They go, oh, yes, but, 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 but last month, the rate of increase was a bit lower than the month before. I'm thinking, nice try. Very nice try. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We shall track it. We will. Uh, every Thursday, Steve Vines is in the house. Thanks, Steve.